Get ready to learn about all things mushrooms on a Wednesday. And here we go, day, day three of Road Trip 2021 as we connect Coloradans to our great food and beverage. Here we are, Northern Colorado in Fort Collins at Hazel Dell Mushrooms. This is going to be a treat. We got the whole, we got the A-team here today, the whole cast and crew. Justin Brunson here with us on day three. Thanks to see you, Chef. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Absolutely. Brian Freeman, of course, as always, the farm whisperer, and Amber Strohauer here with us, too. Jared, this is your place. Hazel Dell, thank you it for is. welcoming us. You're welcome. Thanks for coming to see us. Why not start out with the royal trumpet, huh? Fantastic mushroom, very meaty. Very nice texture, great flavor. I mean, look at uh, those were picked fresh this morning. So those are absolutely gorgeous. Look at them. Look how just yeah. perfect they are. And <laughs> you can attest, you. just yeah. thick, thick, thick mushroom. Like yeah, that. And, and they're still real moist and fresh, and you know, there's there's no damage on the outside of them. They're just like the perfect specimen of a mushroom this morning. That's super cool. So we are coming at you live. You're going to learn about everything mushrooms. We're going to get a tour of this great facility. First of all, I have to thank all of our great sponsors who have made this programming possible. You can find them and more and our tour stop list at themoderneater.com. Thanks for tuning in. Let's send it over to Jared. Let's go on a great tour with you. Start it out. All right. Well, I'm going to kind of explain the process of how we grow mushrooms here at Hazeldahl. So everything here starts with a tissue culture. And this is a Petri dish. It has an agar-based medi medium there. And we will take a, a tissue culture of the fungus and introduce it to this plate. And it will grow out over a period of about a week or two until you get something that looks like that. Once that grows out on that plate, then we take a jar of sterilized grain. In this case, this is a combination of millet and a little bit of uh, steam-flaked corn. And we'll introduce a small little sample of that tissue into that sterile substrate. And after about a week to two weeks, that fungus will grow throughout that jar of grain and it will fully colonize that grain. And then once we get to that point, we'll take this jar of grain and inoculate what we call spawn bags. And the spawn bags, it's a combination either of millet and other grains or a sawdust medium. And we'll introduce that into the bags. And basically what we're doing is just going from the Petri dish to a flask to 12 bags, and then those 12 bags will inoculate 450 production bags. And we're currently producing about 1,600 production bags every day, Monday through Friday. This is an oyster block. And Jared, one question in between here. You talked about different, you said substrate, mm -hmm. right, of what you're using to actually grow the fungus. So in here, this is a millet. But Correct. you said wood, and is it mush each mushroom needs a different substrate to grow in? So each different variety that we grow does have a slightly different recipe. They all have slightly different parameters and needs. Some need a little more fat, some need a little more protein, some need a little more specialized sawdust mixture. So these jars that you see on the, on the glass front here are basically most of the ingredients that we use to grow the mushrooms. Let's see. And this so this is where your proprietary, your secret sauce is right here. Pretty much. That's right. So this is a hardwood sawdust mixture that we get from a local supplier here. And this is a waste product that would typically be sent to the landfill or maybe used in animal bedding and things like that. But we take it here and grow mushrooms on it and are able to recycle it. And then we've got uh, wheat bran, which helps add fat and protein. Here's some millet. We also add a little bit of limestone or greens grade gypsum to help balance pH. These are soy hole pellets. And so every different mushroom we grow has a little bit different recipe. 
Uh, we'll mix up the sawdust with these different supplements and add water to achieve a moisture content of about 60 to 65% in our block. And then that will get sterilized in an autoclave. And we'll get to see the rest of this process as we walk through the farm here. This is so cool, Jared. Now some of these, these blends, like this wood, Mm -hmm. If somebody changes, you I know you guys have been using a cabinet maker for a long time. If that changed, would it change? Is it is your recipe so specific that if you have minor changes in any of these ingredients that it can really mess things up? You know, a lot of these varieties, it wouldn't change all that much, but there are certain varieties like maitake that I have found doing experimentation with different woods that it really does take a, a little bit more specialized mixture. So I didn't have good luck on this mixture that we have here. But I did find that a pure oak or a hemlock mixture worked pretty well for it. So, cool. yeah, awesome. this is what we love to do. I got to ask you, Jared, what got you into this? Yeah. How did you get turned on to doing this? Because <laughs> it's a science that you have to love it. You have to really progress and be uh, there's some Facebook groups that are like mushroom groups. And there's so much just to the earth and mushrooms. And there's got to be more to it. What's your philosophy with mushrooms? Absolutely. Well, I became interested in the process of growing mushrooms j just about 20 years ago. I actually heard a segment on NPR and one of the most famous mycologists in the States here, Paul Stamets, mm -hmm. had a little segment on there. And I just found it really fascinating. And was considering maybe starting my own business someday. Mm -hmm. And when I found out Hazel Dow was here, you know, I came and applied for a, applied for a job. Um, at that point, the Hammonds, Jim and Tony Hammond, were running the farm, who we are eternally grateful for. Um, unfortunately, Jim passed away last May, and my wife and I took over the business in September. So we just feel very fortunate to be able to continue the legacy of Hazel Dow mushrooms, mm -hmm. um, continue growing awesome mushrooms for the front range, and. Colorado and starting to get out into some other states now as well. So. Wow, that's fantastic. Really Before cool. we jump into yeah. uh, the facility here, I have to tell you that we look at great brands and Justin here with River Bear American Meats and just building that brand and and, and its esteem within the communities. Hazeldale has such a wonderful name within the culinary community and yeah. you These just were crush it. The first mushrooms that I, when I first moved here in 2003, this yeah. was one of the, the first big brands of the really good mushrooms, mm -hmm. and I was yeah. like, oh, Hazeldale mushrooms. So I've been using these for, I mean, since 2003. Yeah. It's well, just pretty yeah. cool to come up here today and do a tour and, you know, yeah. go through the whole process. So. We're always happy to hear that positive feedback yeah. from oh, chefs yeah. and people in the community. You know, we have a lot of return customers that <laughs> come in the shop almost once a week. So yeah. Jim Storm, yeah. uh, Jim, the guy who started this, Greg, yeah. if you, you, I, you, you didn't get a chance to meet him, but I knew Jim very well yeah. in, in the sense yeah. he, this is his, his story was survivor. I mean, Jim came out from San Francisco with right. Hazeldell and yep. has been around. Hazeldell has been around a long time, yeah. but in a different iteration and now landing here in Colorado. And that's we're right. so grateful and yeah. so. Yeah, like, so uh, that's yeah. a testament to when you have brands like Kleenex and you think of, well, that's just a, a nose tissue, right? Hazeldell synonymous with mushrooms. Great yeah. job. Wonderful. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Uh, Thank let's you. carry on through here. All right, let's see the rest of the process. Come on through after you. Oh, thank you. You bet. Whoop. You know, my dad brought me here when I was a fifth grader. So even from oh, really? the ag standpoint, like, yeah, I feel like Very you guys. Very cool. Yeah, it's Please. really. Okay. So it was probably much different at that point in time. You know, if I could only remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where are we right now? So this is our new pack room space. Uh, this is where we pack up all of our orders and get them ready to go out to customers. Um, so today we are, are just packing up orders that will be going out tomorrow and Friday. Mm-hmm. So th this environment, right? Is this uh, an environment you need for mushrooms? Is there anything to this room and its temperature or anything like that right now? 
Well, the nice thing about our new packroom space yeah. is it's actually air conditioned. Yeah. So, you know, it's a much yeah. nicer uh, environment for our employees to work in. But it's also better to pack mushrooms as well because when you're packing fresh produce like this, it, it really is better to, to pack in a little bit cooler environment to keep the product fresh. Yeah. So Start this is on its down. way out the That's door. Right. What's your distribution methods? How can people do business with you? Or what, what, Tell us about that. Absolutely. So you can um, reach us uh, by email if you're interested in inquiries, sales at hazeldellmushroom.com. Um, you can check out our Google listing. We have a website as well. There's a lot of information there. We deliver to Denver, Boulder, Fort Collins, um, distribution centers, restaurants alike. And do you do some farmer's markets as well, don't you? We do, actually, yeah. We attend the Boulder and Longmont farmer's markets on Saturdays and Fort Collins up here as well. That yeah. is awesome. And the Boulder market, man, get out there. Cause we that's one of the best markets probably in the States. We yeah, use so. these mushrooms in our summer dinner series. The best of the best chefs in Colorado get to play with these wonderful ingredients. And uh, every time they're like home run. Thank you so much. Okay, let's jump in. All right. Where to next? All right, we're going to go check out our production facility. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, before we go there, what is this? You've got a couple new products? Oh, yeah, so these are some different products. We have a, uh, a mushroom mixed powder, and that's just a dried mushroom that we turn into a powder. It's a great seasoning for your that's foods. Cool. Sprinkle it on there toward the end of cooking. It's great umami flavor. And this is a mushroom meat rub and all-purpose seasoning. Wow. Nice. So that's a blend of our, our mixed dried powder there along with some spices. There, chef's got to jump in. Yeah, yeah, these wait. are just going to add, like, big umami flavor, Absolutely. right? So this earthy, sweet. Uh, woodsy flavor. Yeah, what was the first thing right off the top of your head, Chef? I mean, like I was right away, I was just like, oh, that would be delicious on a ribeye. <laughs> I love it. Ooh, oh, I well, like where right your mind's headed. <laughs> got it going. Some well, salt, a little mushroom powder. I mean, I, so this is something you put on as you would take off, right, as you rest it almost. Almost. almost yeah, there. we do recommend a, a little bit of searing on there okay. or cooking, kind of okay. right toward the end of cooking. Awesome. That's super but. forward thinking. I don't think I've ever seen a mushroom powder like that one before. Well, I'll have to send some home with it. Was that a byproduct? Just because uh, I'm curious as an entrepreneur myself, was that a byproduct of something you had that you didn't want to waste? Or how, how did Stims? this creation? Yeah, you know, it kind of is. Like if we don't sell everything right away when it's fresh, then we will dry some of our mushrooms. Yeah. And so that's just, you know, another thing how that you utilize. Right. Soups. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. I love that thing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's all your imperfect ones too, right? So I love it that you're. you're that's right. Yeah. We, we try to waste cool. as little as possible. Uh, Check awful. that out. Yeah. So. That's what you get to learn on the Modern Eater Show. Studio Kitchen here, guys, delivering some butter for your road trip. So what you doing in my parking lot? So Sawaj is a uh, artisanal company that focuses on European-style butter and cheeses. Yes, so we have our 84% European-style butter, grass-fed butter. This one is 100% uh, grass-fed butter, uh, over 84% butter fat content, which means there's more butter fat, less water. Cooks better at higher temperatures. Perfect for baking. Oh my goodness! Look at that. Look at the color of that. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing that, that our customers notice. What? This is a new release. We don't even have it out yet, Greg. This will be going to retail this weekend. Oh, look at that! Thanks again. <laughs> Absolutely. Routine. Man. Later. Thanks, guys. Hi, I'm Amber with Strohauer Farms. And I'm just here to remind you that the best potatoes are grown here in Colorado. Goodness elevated. 
Thanks for watching the Modern Eater Show. Farm box foods, farm box foods. We are a company who builds farms and shipping containers. So we make hydroponic and gourmet mushroom farms. Right, so this room right here is kind of a staging area, and this is where the inoculated carts of our, our production bags will come out after they've been inoculated. So this room here behind this window is our clean room, and we're just finishing up the inoculation of the bags that we sterilized yesterday. And so how large is your stave? It uh, looks like you've got a new one. So we have two autoclaves. Or one autoclave, thank you, yeah. Yep, one holds about 700 bags, the other holds 450 bags. Wow. Per wow. sterilization. Um, Congratulations, that sounds like an upgrade since... Uh, uh, we've, had, we've had both of these for, you know, seven or eight years now. Okay. We're actually working on our next project will be to expand this area to make our clean room larger and bringing in another autoclave so that we can increase our production. Congratulations, congratulations. So. Are you strictly in Colorado? You gotta be hitting Wyoming a little bit, right? Yeah, actually a lot of our distributors do distribute out into other states. Okay. Um, yeah. So Whole Foods and Sprouts, um, two of the grocery stores that we're in, distribute throughout the region. Um, so you can find our mushrooms in other states. Congratulations, yeah. man. Thank you. Congratulations. Yeah, so we're starting to branch out. Yeah. It's just a wonderful story, Jared. Thanks. If you're watching this stream, we are live right now at Hazel Dell Mushrooms. That's the voice of Jared who's showing us the facility right now. I'd share this stream if I were you because it's a really cool opportunity. Again, the, all the culinarians that watch the Modern Eaters show, uh, you know. But those that don't, you, you, you're obligated. You share this to your Facebook page <laughs> as well. Uh, on the third day, we'll be heading to Breckenridge. But right now, we're in deep. I can't wait to come into this room right here. All right. So we're actually going to see kind of the first part of the process in this next room. It's what we call our fill barn. The clean room work here is kind of the step after that. So it's kind of a little bit backwards, but. Nice. Daily production numbers, Jared. How many bags are you doing a day? So we're doing 1,600 of these bags every day, Monday through Friday. So cool. And our goal is to increase production by about 900 bags a day once we get our new autoclave set up here. Wow. So all of these bags were steam sterilized, mixed steam sterilized yesterday. And you can see that lighter material on the top is the mushroom spawn. So folks, 6,000 of these bags roughly plus a week, which each bag equates to how much weight now, Jared? And I know everything's different approximately. Sure. So approximately we're hoping to get at least about a pound off these bags. These pounds weigh about five to six, or these bags weigh about five to six pounds per bag. Okay. And um, so if we're getting a, about a pound of mushrooms, that's about 100% bioefficiency because the dry matter that goes in there, um, equivalent to the mushrooms that we're picking off. Um, so that's pretty much what we're trying to achieve. So quick math tells me you're pumping out more than 6,000 pounds every week. Pretty wow. much. Yep. Wow, yeah. I love well, that. Not just of mushrooms, mushrooms, but like truly specialty type mushrooms, which is even. That's right. So it's a lot well, to keep track of. And, yeah. and the thing that people don't realize is we're not talking about your average right. white button mushroom. This yeah. is, these are specialty mushrooms. Things like the shiitakes, the cinnamon caps, the oysters, what you just showed me today. Yeah. 
that oyster that you had today was one of the most incredible. I mean, and like you said, it's a mix of two oyster mushrooms from two different countries. Right. Yeah. You don't find this kind of, I mean, care. Some people are lucky enough to grow one type of mushroom. There's and nothing wrong with white button mushrooms. Either. There's nothing wrong with that. That's right. I like That's all right. mushrooms, but all mushrooms. where else could you find <laughs> such an abundance, too? I mean, it's it's incredible. Yeah, this how is much awesome. You guys are. Thank you. This yeah. is what makes my heart sing, and especially seeing Brian Freeman in an environment that you just excel at, and I know that you truly love this, to be able to ask questions and just talk about <laughs> this right now. It's really cool. Mushroom lover. So, uh, yeah. well, but the, the Jared, process. And this, yeah. is, this is where my heart is and yeah. why I got into local produce in Colorado. Yeah. And I think why so many people do. I mean, and it's, Percent. you talk talk to Chef and he'll say the same thing. Is why like, would I buy mushrooms from Pennsylvania when I could buy them right up the street? Yeah. yeah. Local people, local farmers. Right get fresher and better product too it just yeah. i mean this is what it's all about well and on that note i mean you guys do a great job in the food service realm so any chefs that want to support hazel dell and and try your mushrooms i feel like you're all areas of that in the local scene so yeah absolutely it's pretty easy reach out to us so yeah all right so the whole process kind of be begins with our big batch mixer here we add our sawdust and our other supplements and what we get is a nice wet supplemented sawdust mixture. Mm. Sure. Just very consistent, very moist, great growing environment. Absolutely. Yeah. Look at that. That's that's just and because it is so moist and it's so nutrient rich, that's why we have to take the, the next step, which is the sterilization process. So we will fill these bags and load them onto carts and load them into our autoclave and turn the steam on and steam sterilize the substrate for four hours at 15 PSI. Wow. And that just gives us a nice clean substrate. Yeah. So when we introduce our fungus in there that we're trying to uh -huh. grow, that's what grows. And we're not getting a lot of molds or bacteria or other things. How'd yeah, because there's lots of molds and bacteria just in the air. Yeah, all around us all, all the, the time. time. I mean, yeah. it's very similar to what I do at River Bear. When we, an we an inoculate our salamis with penicillin, mm -hmm. uh, and we do that just to make sure the penicillin grows and none of the, ba the bad mold right. grows. It's really cool. Yep. I love how some of these processes uh, kind of transcend through different types of... Well, there's feed in there, too. If you think about it, there's like something you might feed to animals in there with exactly. the pellet and the flake corn. Yeah. That's actually in a feed ration for a lot of the livestock probably in this area as well. Absolutely. So, yeah, do these <laughs> ingredients come from in any place that we would be familiar with? Um, so the wheat brand we actually source here in Colorado. It comes down from Cortez, Cortez Milling Company. Yeah. So Fantastic. Um, nice. the, the soy hull pellets we get from Colorado soy. So, yeah, we try to keep awesome. things nice and local. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And any time, whether it's a brewery or a distillery or even right here, <laughs> or that these processes that go to for these artists and products are just so cool. You know, it's the art of what you're doing from yeah. beginning to end. And Jared, as mushroom grower and farmer, mm -hmm. you almost get to be a mad scientist, quite honestly, because yeah. that what we are learning about the mycelium in the planet and, you know, around, yeah, the around us, the connections that that makes and the potential for the new foods. Yeah. Mushroom is Absolutely. becoming one of the new alternatives to actually because you can cultivate and make a real I, I the franken science yeah you can do that naturally with a mushroom you can work with mother earth 
and play with what she's already. Well, that's what's down. interesting. But yeah. there's this mis uh, th mysticism around mushrooms. Yeah. It's uh, more than just a food, but it also goes into a thought process and a philosophy, <laughs> and it just ties in so much of the yin and the yang of mm -hmm. how the earth operates. It absolutely is. That's very well said. And we're learning more all the time. There's all kinds of new studies that are enlightening us with, with new facts and new things that we're learning. And really, the planet would not be here like yeah. it is. We would not be here without fungus. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, it's really the precursor to a lot of life on this planet. Yeah, and whether so. it's a mushroom farmer or just farming on down the line, I love it because that's really why you get into it, is just that connection to whether it's animals and the husbandry or, or the produce that you're, you're growing, there's that connection with the earth. And I love to hear yeah. farmers' thought process, but there's so much that's more right. expected from you as a mushroom <laughs> farmer, man. You know that. I only tried to ask <laughs> you the weirdest questions about, but what's the weirdest question someone's asked you about mushrooms? All the time. Well, you know, you get the jokers that always come in and want to ask about yeah. psychedelic mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. Fairly common occurrence, which, by the way, we do not sell here at Hazeldell. Uh, every week we get somebody that comes That's in right. wanting to buy it. It's not legal yet. so yeah, He'd be driving around a Tesla and a Ferrari in the parking lot. <laughs> right? He's Seriously. a working man. All right, what's next? All right, so after the bags have been filled, sterilized, inoculated, and sealed, they go to an incubator room. And they're going to incubate, and that fungus is going to grow through that substrate for anywhere from about four weeks to 13 weeks until they're fully colonized. So we'll go check out a couple incubator rooms. I don't see them. Do you see them? I don't see them. I don't know where the heck they are. At least we know they're in Colorado somewhere. Somewhere. I'm going to go find them. But in the meantime, let's go back into the chef's playground. Sounds like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Colorado, Rich O'Brien here with Elevation Food Service Reps. Monica Leonard helping me out here. We just got back into the chef's playground. Uh, big supporters of the Modern Eater. We hope you guys are having a great time out on the road trip. I'm getting kind of excited to go see those guys. Oh, super excited. You know, the Modern Eater, we're super, super excited to be uh, supporters, sponsors. And boy, these guys are really doing a lot for the Colorado food service community and all of our restaurant tours, especially as we come out of COVID. Um, what we've got here is what we like to call our chef's playground here at Elevation Food Service Reps with all the brands that we represent, a lot of best in class brands. Yes. Um, and, and Monica has been real helpful in helping get a lot of these events set up for people to come in here. And we want you to feel very confident coming in here to use some of our state-of-the-art equipment. So look us up at elevationfs.com or give yep. us a call over here at 303-750-3727 and uh, just let us know what you'd like to demo. Come see us. Good to Yes, we, we are a Colorado family-owned business. We have our very own Colorado shelf. Hey there, barbecue all-star. This is your year. So what if you weren't drafted? The only draft you need to be worried about is actually spelled D-R-A-U-G-H-T. And it's adult for the word beer. It's barbecue season, baby. Now get out there and grill your ass off. minutes to where I was going to crack this open and take it home myself, but I decided I would stock you guys up for your road trip. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff Nations from Aspen Baking Company. It's really important right now to support local. That's why I support the Modern Eater. Now, back to the show. So these are just retrofitted uh, freight containers. We've insulated them. Look how gorgeous. And we've got shelving and heating and cooling. These are the perfect. I, 
Yeah, because remember, in the beginning, I thought Jim had some of these buried almost. He, he does in the back, actually. So. Yeah. Um, look at this. And this is nothing. What an incredible investment. You can get some of these for $10,000 used. Well, you used to be able to. Right. Now things are way different. But you could get one of these for $10,000. Yeah. And retrofit. These are really cool. Great. And if you ever need a, a line on some of these, we know some people that manufacture some of these brand new, which oh, is really cool. Oh, good call, Greg. That's right. Yeah. If you have a good friend of the show that is doing these. Take in, a look at this. A right. Very cool. So these are shiitake bags. Wow, look at that. And these were inoculated on April 8th. So these are just over two months old. These have about another couple weeks to fully mature, and then they'll be going into what we call a harvest room. So in this particular room, we try to keep the temperature about 70 to 75 degrees all year long. And we have to actually add fresh air and exchange the air in here because fungus is actually breathing in oxygen just like we are and re releasing CO2 and other gases. And if those gases build up in this container, it'll kind of choke out the organism. Do just you have like to be careful and make sure it's not it contaminated, the air that you're bringing in? Well, for or this, does that matter? actually, these mushroom grow bags have a special filter patch on there. Wow. And so that is allowing gas and air to be exchanged from the inside to the outside of the bag, but it's not allowing small particulates like mold spores and things like that in. Oh, okay. Awesome. So this is actually kind of like a little mini farm right here. It's all contained yeah. inside this bag. Cool. Yeah. Now, do you sell these to anyone else? Because this has become a big business as well, right? I mean, people are selling inoculated bags I've right. seen on the web. Yeah, a, a lot of farms do. It's not something we've been able to get into quite yet. Um, we're kind of maxed out on production and, and just trying to keep up with supplying our own customers at this point. Nice. But it's something we may look at in the future. Nice. Well, this is so. palatial. You look down the row here, you've got a lot of containers here. So these are different varieties as you go to down the line. And, yep. and do you tweak the environment from container to container at all? So in this initial phase, the incubation phase, for the most part, we're maintaining a temperature of about 70 to 75 degrees all year long. So. Now, this is really cool on a nice day in Colorado, but it could get a little testy out here, can it, in wintertime and snow stacked it up? It sure can. And that is probably one of the most difficult things as a mushroom farmer here in Colorado. We're having to fight the, the cold temperatures in the sure. wintertime. Of course, today it's supposed to be almost 100 degrees out. So making sure that our heating and cooling equipment is operating all year long yeah. is, is very important to keep the mushrooms healthy. Would it ever so make sense to bury any of this kind of stuff? Would it, I mean, anything like that, Jared? Would so, it? you know, we've experimented a little bit with that, and it does help a little bit with insulation factor for yeah. certain times of the year. But kind of the process of burying it is such a, a, a bear that we have found that it's just easier to do it above ground at this well, point. Yeah. But Historically speaking, that's kind of how mushroom cultivation began, was all underground in like caverns uh -huh. and, ca and yeah. caves because that temperature and the humidity was a, a lot more, um, just a, a much better atmosphere. And would that be places like France? Is some of the originating yep. of, of commer commercial production of- Yep, France, some oh. other places in Europe. Yeah, wow. So what yeah, I, I, I swear, I'm walking through here and I'm just getting tingles everywhere I go, Jared. <laughs> because you have, this has, I can't tell you for the days of, I knew Jim 20 years ago. It, he, it, this is like, <laughs> it's so cool. Well, you, what he background. has done, Jared, Jared done something you awesome, have done man. a great Thank job. You. Is there yeah. anything yeah. else you'd like to Yes, know? love to show you some harvest rooms. So Thank you. All Once right. the bags are fully colonized. For real, man, I'm, I'm so excited <laughs> for Jared. It's, yeah, so go ahead. So this is um, a Royal Trumpet Ooh. harvest room, and these are bags were just opened today, so they're just kind of oh. starting to grow up. 
Yep, you can go on in. Gosh, so white. So, I mean, first blush, it's just pristine. It, it's absolutely clean and beautiful and uh, just a great environment. You can see that, I mean, look at some of these are just thriving. The dynamic, how, how big, what's some of the biggest things you've produced out of you know, I've, And it's bigger, better, <laughs> really, truthfully. I mean, right. Is there, flavor-wise, where, where do you want it to stop? Here. Well, you know, it really kind of depends what the chef or what the cook wants to do with it. Um, a lot of recipes they're using, they like the really large royal trumpet because of the application that they're, they're yeah. using them for. Um, other people prefer the small ones. So I don't really think there's a huge taste difference okay. yeah. in the size of a mushroom like this. Um, you know, texture might change a little bit as they... Yeah. as they tend to grow and enlarge and get massive like some of these ones in here. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is for with cooking with mushrooms, these people are using this as a meat substitute. Absolutely. Really, mushroom burgers and that type of thing. And it's just done right. The flavor is just fantastic. And, you know, you don't even know that you're missing the burger with that. That's right. That's a great, great alternative. Fantastic. Something cool that George is talking about, he's growing for application for the chef as well here. So... Like some, what Justin was saying, and I'm, I'm glad you're back, because this larger, thick mushroom, you can slice and make some great things. Oh, yeah. I mean, just the presentation on that on a, pl on, on a plate is so cool. It's impressive. I mean, you can just take that whole mushroom, you know, roast, roast, roast it out, put like a nice swipe of like a burnt ash on the plate and that, and it's like, per it's just gorgeous and sexy and like yeah. very, uh, just show the, <laughs> let the food show itself off, right? Yeah. <coughs> I mean... Thank you for letting it. I almost feel a little guilty that we just got to see all the inside of all. Like, I feel like this is a secret, but it isn't. You love to educate people, right? Absolutely. And if, if you have a few more minutes, I'd love to show you some more harvest rooms. Uh, oh my yes. God. Yes. Definitely. Well, and <laughs> that's always a good thing. <laughs> always oh, me. One. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that's, uh, that's funny. It's always something to check before you close and before you put the padlock on there at least, right? And so. because there's the next step of where you're actually cutting it. <laughs> in this room or in another room? You're cutting it here and putting it in to totes at that point, right? That's correct, yep. So um, we can probably go see some picking happening in action here. We're gonna see some shiitake growing. We're gonna Ooh. see some cremini. Yes. We're gonna see some of that black pearl that you mentioned, Brian. Nice, yeah. nice. What you're seeing in this building is a lot of segregated rooms and we're growing different varieties in all of these rooms. Um, for example, here in number 16, We've got some cinnamon cap in process. Oh my goodness, mm. now that is gorgeous. So you can, you're just starting to get funky at this point. You got the whole infrastructure put together and you're like, now let's flex. Oh, well, let's, he's let's had go this cinnamon cap up. for a few years I mean, this is He has been ahead of, because what you've done well, Jared, is the innovation. Because you were working for Jim for a long time, so you, you were in charge of sales and you knew where to, where people needed something different. That's right. And so yep. that's that's what's awesome is because in a way you're farmers market chef driven to seeing what the what the consumer was interested in. Absolutely, and that's been something that's been really challenging this last year with with COVID and everything going on because a lot of restaurants shut down, and we kind of had to change our model. And yeah. the thing about mushrooms is it's not like you can overnight just have mushrooms. You know, the process takes anywhere from two to four or five months. We're talking about growing out those tissue cultures and the spawn. And so it can take a half a year to make a change before you see it. You gotta look around corners. Exactly, which, you know, none of us have a crystal ball, so.
Royal Crest. Yes! <laughs> Scott Jones, my friends, what's happening? Yep. You mind if I dig yeah, in? Dig in. Let's dig in. Right. Ooh, boy, I know this. Let's start with this, though, because this is on my breakfast table all the time. Yep, got the staples here. You got to have eggs. You got to have milk. This is the best bacon right here ever. The Polidori family is playing this with Carrizo, heavy cream for the chef, right? Oh Natalie strawberry lemonade, a legendary chocolate milk. I'll tell you what. So as you go through here and I see a protocol list, what are you looking for on this list and what are you documenting? So this, uh, this list here documents um, which lots um, are associated in this room. Uh, so we have a lot number that follows these mushrooms all the way through the process and that's for food safety. So that we can track from beginning to end the entire process and know which group or lot they came from. And then we also record how many boxes we pick out of each room, who picked it, mm -hmm. the Is date that it was moved in. By compiling that information, are you be able to accumulate statistics for yourself to be able to grow a better product or to be able That's to the have idea. it? That's the idea. Yeah. How do you put the checks and balances in place? Because as you get larger, it, it's got to be tricky to knowing. I mean, because in some ways, you almost want to be measuring every single bag, don't you? At some, at some point it might come to that or no? Ideally, we would like to move more in that direction. Um, we're hoping to add more automation, um, you know, some more sophisticated machinery and equipment that will help us and allow us to do that. Um, at this point, we're actually pretty rudimentary on how we do things here. But um, old school, so there's nothing to knock that because some of the stuff, I'll tell you, I've seen how sometimes they, people will fudge new systems to make them work. Right. where old systems work. And right. so what you've got. And it's constant experimentation, playing around. Um, you know, I've been doing this for a little over 13 years and, and had a lot of hands on. So it's a lot of playing with temperatures, playing with humidity. Um, Sounds so. like my world, 100%. Yeah. Do you move these blocks once they go in here at all? Do, is there rotation? So with some varieties, we can, after we get an, an initial flush off the top of the block, we can flip it over and get another flush off the bottom. Um, okay. So we, we try to do that when we can. When we have the real estate space to do it here, we will. All right. Here's what's cool about Road Trip 2021, and this is our fourth annual, is we do 1,600-mile loop. This is day three of 21 that we'll be doing in Colorado. This is how we source ingredients for our summer dinner series. And chefs like Justin Brunson, who sell out the house every single year, goes, okay, what products do I want to use? We learn about a lot of great things here in Northern Colorado and Weld County, and specifically that Amber showed us around. And I have a feeling you're probably going to use some mushrooms. Oh, 100%. <laughs> We're going to be talking after this today for sure. Love There's it. just, I've <laughs> seen so many similarities of and your business and my business just with the you know the temperatures from uh humidities mold strains um i'm just getting ready to start a dry aged beef program too so like collaboration very, i sure That's you have a lot of stuff in your head that i would like to pick out of there love to chat for yeah. collaboration <laughs> and community look for our schedule for the summer dinner series going to be released this week stay tuned for that we'll continue on show some more cool stuff all right let's check out some cremini mushrooms growing in here Feel free to, yeah, a little bit of a temperature difference in here, a little bit warmer. 
And, and the reasoning behind that, why is this an environment that would like a little bit warmer atmosphere? Yeah. So in the, the first stage after our uh, cremini blocks are grown out is we add a, a layer of casing soil to the top and that kind of helps regulate humidity in the blocks. And to get the mycelium to grow up through that casing layer, we like a little bit higher temperature. Yeah, and I can tell that you there's that earthy. There's earth in this in this particular locker right here. That's right. One cool thing about our cremini is we take our spent, our the other varieties we grow, we take those spent blocks and we'll compost it. And that's what we're growing our cremini mushrooms on. It's a really nice earthy material. So we make our own compost or substrate for this particular variety. So it's such a different, you, cremini is such a different mushroom, really, in my opinion. And, and you can educate me about that, Jared, always. But, you know, cremini is a mushroom that we serve. It, it, the flavor profile is different when the gills, right? Talk about, talk about the different, because most people don't know what it, a cremini is also. Uh, it's also a portobello when it grows up and you can see those gills underneath. So, yeah, the interesting thing about cremini that we grow here is it's actually different than all the other varieties we grow. This is what's called a secondary decomposer. And so it's feeding on that more broken down, earthy, composted material. And it has to be pretty specialized. And the cremini kind of start up in this nice little tight mushroom shape. As that mushroom grows, it's going to expand and broaden and the gills will become exposed. And at that point, when you can see the gills, then it becomes a portobello mushroom. And so the flavor is profile is gonna change a little bit as that mushroom matures. You've got more spores and other things going on in there, so. This is what I love about, I, I mean, honestly, when we go around to these growers and producers, I wanna just take his brain and go <laughs> right in my, I wanna learn everything that's in your head I find to be so interesting. And these are the type of videos I, I'm gonna go back myself and watch this all over again because there's just so much information that you're giving me. I love it. Talk a little bit right now, and this is an opportunity. Some of the end consumers are, or the places where people can find as a customer, where can I get Hazeldell? Where can I get these mushrooms? And then chefs, who are some restaurants that you're like, hey, listen, you're gonna be able to eat these mushrooms there. Right, absolutely. So you can buy our mushrooms right here at the farm, Monday through Friday. We're open from nine to five. We have a nice retail space up front. Um, you can also find our mushrooms at Whole Foods Markets, Sprouts, Vitamin Cottage, uh, the Fort Collins Food Co-op downtown. Um, I love that you said Vitamin Cottage instead of Natural Grocers. <laughs> I grew up in, in Vitamin, that vitamin Cottage. cottage. Right, that's kind of stuck in my brain, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so. sure. And then yeah. the Farmer's Markets. Farmer's Markets, of, of course, as well. Do yourself a favor. I mean, just mushrooms and cooking with mushrooms. Uh, and we're going to pick some up because we've got 19 more days. and We're going to be with some chefs. We want them to play with these mushrooms. Send us out with some cool stuff. You bet. That'd Absolutely. Be we'll do that. Let's do this. This is just a treat on this third day. It's Wednesday, the 16th of June. And boy, it's a hot one out there today. But what a treat to be inside here right now and looking at this. Again, I feel, Brian, like we're looking at secrets here. But I this know, is just are. education and cool. You don't get this anywhere else. Jared. Take it away. All right, so this harvest room here, we are growing oyster mushrooms. And we've already picked most of these blocks off, but we still have some that we need to pick here today. And now, Jared, this is a gray oyster, right? Yeah, so this is what they call a, a tree oyster. Um, it, it tends to start off very blue when it's young and, and lightens up a little bit over time. Okay, oh, um, so it's, is it the blue? Because there are like blue, gray, and pink, right? Or the Yeah, there actually are many different strains of oyster mushrooms. Um, this is actually a strain that, that Jim Hammond has been growing probably for 
for 20, 30 years. Um, I don't exactly know the origin of the strain, okay. but it's one that he grew in California at the original Hazelvel Mushroom Farm and then brought out here and, and when he opened this farm in 97. So, so. How, from all the way until you're going to harvest, how long does it, does it sit in this room for? So a mushroom like this from start to finish, once the bags are inoculated, is going to take about five to six weeks total. In this room itself, it'll be here for about a week to two weeks depending on the temperatures. So. Yeah, it's not just a snap of the fingers. No, it's not. Hey, but Chef, what would you be doing with these? Um, so oysters are some of my favorite my favorite mushrooms. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, of these mushrooms cooked sauteed in uh, butter uh, with fresh thyme and sage and maybe a little piece of garlic in there and do that brown butter based. Ooh. Yeah. Why do I want so these good. in a stroganoff? Uh, well, they'd be great in a stroganoff. <laughs> I, mean, this is, I mean, the oyster mushroom is one of my favorite mushrooms. I actually grew up picking these as a kid in Iowa, so they just grow wild everywhere. They grow wild here as well. Yeah, they yeah. do grow. It's a wild mushroom, and, but it's more of a shelf, uh, like, right here. Yeah, in, in Iowa, we pick them. They grow on trees. Yeah. That's how you'd find them. They'd, you'd look up in a tree, and they'd be growing off a tree, and you'd pick them, and it's awesome. So the, the native strain that grows here in Colorado and a lot of the U.S. is a different, slightly different strain than what we're growing here. Yeah. No, so. They look a lot different. They're a little, they're a lot uh, thinner on the edge and flatter, where these are a little uh -huh. bit more succulent and right. firm, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. When I feel like it's that shelf almost, they look like a little shelf on the trees. They do. They're, they are a fairly easy mushroom to identify for any beginners that are interested in getting started in mushroom hunting and foraging. Um, it's a good one to be able to identify yeah. with relative assurity. So. Yeah. We got another one? We do. We're going to go see okay. shiitake. Woo! Shiitake Woo! is probably about 50% of our production, so it's kind of our... Wow, that's a big deal. It is. workhorse yeah. for yeah. you guys. That's right. But you've been doing it. You were one of the first... To sell shiitake in Colorado. That's, um, that's correct. And, and I mean, I think you were the first, quite honestly, on a commercial level. I mean, I know that. I, I believe that is true, yeah. yeah. Um, Jim Hammond opening here in 97 was kind of ahead of the curve when it came to gourmet uh, mushrooms. So Yeah. Well, yeah. it's funny. I used to work by his side at, down at um, Cherry Creek way back in the day, Cherry Creek Market Farm. Right. Yep. It was a uh, hoot. Way back, right? Yep. <laughs> All right. Sure. Gosh, it's so funny you said that. 97. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is 50% of your business then, huh? It is about 50% of our business, and uh, I, I do have plenty of shiitake available right now if anybody needs any. Get so on it. Yeah. Huh? Hit us up. Now, Jared, though, the dried market has taken off quite a bit more, hasn't it, as well, though? It really is because there's just become so much interest in, in mushrooms and all of the benefits that mushrooms offer. So, um, and we do actually sell our dried mushrooms online as well on our website. So they're great for, for cooking. Um, you know, they're nice because you can put them in your pantry and they keep for a long time. Dedicated right here, just to it. Is this a dedicated area? That's the only thing you're growing? Um, Mostly what we're seeing here is all shiitake on this side. Um, eventually, we will be transforming this small incubation space into all harvest room space. Gotcha. But we're going to kind of check out the harvest room space here. Let's do it. And Carlos and Gustavo here are, are moving bags into one of our grow rooms. So that's kind of the first part of the process. I just love the fact that you look at these bags here and it looks like mold, right? I mean, which it is, and that's what I always laughed when the chef would say to me, or anyone would say, hey, there's mold growing on this mushroom. 
I would always say, you know, it is mold. It's just resporing. The mushroom is starting to grow again. Um, speak to that. That's right. So <coughs> fungus is a very interesting organism. And, and like I kind of mentioned before, it is really the precursor to a lot of life on the planet. Um, it kind of helped develop plants to become what they are. Animals actually split with fungi on the evolutionary path many, many years ago. And fungus went one way and animals went another way. And um, the mushroom is just the reproductive part of the organism. So we like to think of it, a good explanation is like the apple on the apple tree. So it's just the reproductive part. Inside that mushroom in those gills, it's producing spores. And when those spores get out into the environment and they land on nutrient rich foods, then that mycelium will continue to grow and you'll start a new mycelial network basically. Mm -hmm. And it's feeding yeah. on dead and broken down plant matter and, and all kinds of things. So that's yeah. why we're Very hanging out here today with Jared, the mushroom magi. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So here, okay. Here we have a yeah. shiitake harvest room ready for harvest. So a lot of the stuff normally we would have picked this morning, but I wanted to have some nice. Oh my goodness, man! Thanks for saving rock. it for us. Some nice mushrooms for you guys to check yeah, out. Yeah, so. well, this just is. I mean, look. At yeah, this, this just is picture. Pictures galore of just. I mean, how could everyone not love to see this? Yeah, stuff you're not going to get at home anywhere. I home love right that now. all the rooms have. You can see how the rooms have evolved with equipment and right. rack yeah. systems and <laughs> humidification systems as we've gone through here. That's the things that I'm noticing as a producer. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, this room's different than that last room. But yep. it's the, and, but they're they're all super functional. And it's just like you get better. You get better and better and better as you keep trying and trying new things and. That's the uh, name of the game. Super, yep. super cool uh, to see all the different rooms. Now, Jared, this is a specific variety of shiitake. And talk about that because shiitake is very unique also, just like all of them. But that's, that's correct. some of them you see the Japanese grow one that is split on top, right? So or it's the reason why that is split is because of the environment that it's grown in. And they actually grow it in a dry environment. So if we were to decrease the humidity in this room and not add any humidity at this point, these mushrooms would begin to dry out and they would actually start to crack a little bit on the top. Oh, really? Yep. Okay, so that's all they're doing. I thought that that was a different variety. Yep. Same thing. That's all that is, yep. Interesting. Now, Interesting. I mean, this is gorgeous. It looks so different because the moment you pick this mushroom, it changes color, shape, everything, right? That's right. So these mushrooms are still alive here growing on these blocks. Um, and actually, even when you pick the, the mushroom, it is still aspirating and it's still growing. So it's still energy in there. It's still producing heat. So it's important for us when we pick mushrooms to get them cooled down as rapidly as possible so that we can extend the shelf life and have a nice product for our customers. That's one difficult thing about growing mushrooms is they don't have as long a shelf life as a lot of other produce. So it's important that we maintain that freshness and quality. We want to get it to the consumer as fast as possible, which is another great reason to purchase mushrooms locally here in Colorado. If you're getting something from the East Coast or West Coast, it's going to be shipped. It's going to be sitting on a truck for a week, maybe in a warehouse, and you're not going to get that freshness and that quality. Yeah. Wow. It's so important. Fantastic. Yeah. I feel like I just stole something. I don't even know what's going on here. This is so <laughs> great. Again, I'm going to rewatch this video as we... Uh, wrap it up with you here. Yeah, what, what absolutely. A great morning. And here's the thing: is that this is our first stop on a Wednesday, and we've got we're going to we're heading to Breckenridge after this. We're dropping Justin back off. He's got an eye doctor's appointment at 12:30. We got to make sure that he gets <laughs> there on. I got to see. Greg, can I get <laughs> well, I'll one tell question you. in though for Jared? 
No, got you no? can't. We got to stop. I, okay. Um, I got a good one. <laughs> okay, do it. What can you eat raw and what can't you eat raw? Oh, great we question. We so covered that. And that's something that I, I screwed up and I apologize. We actually recommend that you cook all mushrooms before you eat them. And the main reason for that is because the cell walls of mushrooms are made of chitin. It's the same thing that shellfish and your fingernails are made of. And it's very difficult for your digestion system to break that down. By heating it up a little bit, it's breaking down those cell walls and you're actually able to absorb all of the nutrients in the mushroom. So it's yeah. not that you can't eat mushrooms raw, it's just that you're not gonna get all of the benefits from the mushroom if you don't heat it up and break down those cell walls a little bit. Right so. on, I'm so glad yes. I got that in. Thank you, Greg. I'm glad too, I forgot yeah. what I was gonna say to end that, but I'm glad you got that <laughs> Thank in. Thank you, that was like, I, I, I needed to. He <laughs> needed that. All right, this is fantastic. What I was going to say is today, that's gonna be hard to beat, this stop. And we've got a full day ahead of us. So you've really set the bar high. Well, I appreciate yeah, your really time. Cool. Happy to do it. Thanks yeah. for coming Fantastic. to see us. Yeah, I really am going to go up front and buy a yeah, t-shirt. You're going to see me supporting <laughs> these guys and other local businesses because that's what this is all about. The Modern Eater's Crusade is to show you and Coloradans and the world how we do it here. Community means everything to us. We thank you for your support. Share these videos. It's been a wonderful day. We're going to head up I-70. We're going to Breckenridge. We'll be at Breckenridge Distillery tonight. And all of our sponsors, thank you so much for providing this programming for everybody else. So on behalf of Chef Justin Brunson, who we thank so much, thanks for putting up with us for the past It's been a fun few days with you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Amber. Uh -huh. thank, it's been a lot of fun to, as a chef, see where our food's coming from, meet the farmers, the growers. It's been good, and we. But now I got to go back and get to work. Back to reality. <laughs> All right, 18 more days of road trip, and again, you'll look for these products in our summer dinner series, along with Strohauer potatoes, of course. That's our set <laughs> center of the plate, right there. Amber, thank you so much for all you do for our communities and the farmers. Thank farm. you guys for coming it's to Northern Colorado. Makes thing. my heart warm. We got a ton <laughs> of content that we're going to yeah. be putting out, provided by Amber Strohauer, and mm. thank you so much, Colorado potatoes. That's what you want to have, no problem. Yeah every single time you cook. <laughs> uh, Brian Freeman, of course, as always, thank, the Farm Whisperer. And Jared, man, your time has been so valuable and thankful for you. Okay, Absolutely. I'm gonna go get a t-shirt up front, head on down the road. Awesome. We're gonna get some mushrooms <laughs> to cook with. We'll be cool. on the road here real soon. Yeah, glad you Wrap came. it up, thanks Jay Parker. Love all that you do. The Modern Eater Show, <laughs> we continue.